Hi, I'm Walter Hallam, and you're listening today to the Walter Hallam Ministries podcast. Get ready to receive a powerful word from God today. As a pastor, it's important to me that men and women that that are in this ministry, from the children all the way through our senior saints, people as old as me and stuff, it's very necessary that we live overcoming lives. Uh, God says we, uh, the scripture actually says that we are overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Everybody shout the blood Blood. and the word. The The scripture says that we're overcomers. It's an interesting word. It's the word we get the word Nike from, N-I-K-E. And it just literally means to be the winner. It means to, uh, to leave the others. Uh, if you read it in the, in the Greek, it means to leave them in the dust, to create a cloud of dust as you, as you leave them in the dust. It's an interesting word. And so Nike is actually in the Bible several times, and God uses that word. That doesn't mean go buy Nike shoes necessarily. I'm not selling shoes. I'm just saying that it's in the scriptures, that we are overcomers. Uh, God wants you to leave your adversary behind you as you are victorious in your life. As a pastor, it's very important to me that the men and women of this church are victorious uh, because we live in troubled times. And uh, they will always be, there will always be troubled times on planet earth till Jesus comes. Jesus said it himself, the closer that it gets to his coming, that things will take place in the world. But he said, I didn't leave you without the Holy Spirit. Uh, I didn't leave you comfortless or leave you as just a victim in this world. Uh, The apostle Paul said it like this. They were uh, uh, quoting the book of Psalms in in the book of Romans. It says, oh, we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. And then the very next word, uh, the apostle Paul rises up and says, nay. Uh, Who knows what nay means? Who knows what nay means? Shout it out loud. Shout it three times. He says, no, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. We are more than conquerors. Come on, say it, more than conquerors. Now look, as as a child of God and as a citizen of the household of faith, one of the greatest identifiers that you have are your words. It's so necessary to understand that in everything in life, your whole life is built around your words, either internal or external, but especially the ones that you speak out. Words are very, very, very spiritual. Words are spiritual. You're the only thing that God created that can talk intelligently. You talk like God. Out of all of God's creation, he made man to fellowship with him and to talk with him and to talk like him. Uh, In the book of John chapter one, let me read this verse, a couple of verses to you. John the Baptist was coming on the scene and John's preaching. He's wearing uh, camel skin and goat skin or whatever he's got on. I think it's camel skin he had on. He's eating, the Bible says, locusts and wild honey, and he's coming out of the wilderness. 
And as he begins to come out of the wilderness, his message is very powerful. It's very convicting. It's drawing people. And they want to know who he is. And the scripture says in John chapter 1, uh, verse 21, so they ask him. In verse 20, let me just start in verse 20. But John confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. He said, I'm not the anointed Messiah. So they asked him, what then? Are you uh, Elias? Uh, And he said, I am not. They said, well, then are you one of the prophets like that? And he answered, no. Then said they unto him, well, who are you? that we may give an answer to them that are asking us. What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness, crying, make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah or Esaias. He quoted Isaiah 40 and 3, chapter 40 and verse 3. Uh, So they asked John, they said, John, Ben, what do you say about yourself? What sayest thou of yourself? What do you say about yourself? Listen, if I can just use that one line just for a minute this morning, I believe one of the most powerful statements you can, or questions you can ask yourself is what do you say about yourself? They said, well then, who are you? And what do you say about yourself? We need to be able to to tell other people uh, who have sent us why all of this is taking place out here in this wilderness. What do you say about yourself? And I like what John did. The Bible says that John went right to the Word of God. He, uh, John the Baptist, he quoted Isaiah chapter forty and verse three. He said, "I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness." Make straight the way of the Lord. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now look, if he would have been in the day we live in today, I have no idea what what some people would have said when they get asked that question. Well, what do you say about yourself? Well, I'm just telling you it's really tough out here in the wilderness where I live. It's a real, there's a lot of special demons out here in the wilderness where I live. And it's a tough, tough area uh, where I am. And it's, it's different from all other places. Uh, sometimes preachers like to get together and preachers say, oh, it's a lot tougher over here where I'm pastoring the church. It's a lot tougher. Like there's a little special section of demons. I didn't say deacons, I said demons. And... Uh, that we're always trying to say things like that. Well, it's a little bit tougher. Can you hear John talking about it? Well, I'm telling you, uh, the old bears got into all the honey and we barely have any honey left. Well, and the locusts all flew away and we don't have anything to eat. It looks like we don't have hardly anything and I'm just coming out of the wilderness because I was about to starve to death out there and I got to get over here and do something. I'm afraid that might have been what uh, would be said in the day we live in today. But John didn't do that. John went right to the Word of God and he quoted Isaiah chapter 40. He found himself in the Word of God and he began to say what God said about him. Are you listening to me? 
He began to say, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. I want you to look at that. Go to Isaiah chapter 40 with me. I'll put Isaiah chapter 40 up on the screen. I don't know if I gave it to you this morning, but I think we'll just go over there. Isaiah chapter 40, look at verse 1. Look at verse 1. Uh, Isaiah begins to prophesy, and I believe he's talking about the day the Messiah would come and the new covenant would begin. But listen to what he says. Comfort. How many of you are glad Jesus didn't leave us comfortless? He said he would send the Holy Ghost, the great comforter. It says, comfort you. Comfort you, my people, saith uh, your God. Speak you comfortably. Ooh, there's a word. Speak from the heart, one translation says. Speak you comfortably. Speak from the heart. Speak sincerely to Jerusalem and say unto her that her warfare, woo, glory to God, that her warfare is accomplished and that her iniquity is pardoned. How many of you are glad? If you read that in, in the Hebrew there, uh, the word warfare is the word appointed time that her appointed time has come and the iniquity has been pardoned. How many of you are glad that Jesus was bruised for our iniquities? How many of you are glad the appointed time has come where God will hear and answer your prayer today? And so he begins to prophesy. And for her iniquity is pardoned, for she hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Isaiah goes on in 61, uh, 60 and 61, and he says, for all of the area that hell tried to shame your life, when you say yes to Jesus and his spirit comes in you, he says, for your shame, I will give you double. Woo, glory to God. Like Mr. Devil, you better leave me alone because I'm gonna double in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody shout double. Shout it two times, come on. There's an anointing. The Holy Ghost does not make you nominal. He does not just make you normal. He does not just make you casual. The power that raised Jesus from the dead, the day it goes off on the inside of you, that that anointing is inside of you, on you and with you, you start saying, if hell tries to mess with me, I'm claiming double in Jesus' name. It's my appointed time. Jesus has come. He arose from the dead. He poured out the Holy Spirit. Uh, we've been born again, filled with that same power. Now we take the word of God, just like John, and we start saying what God said about us. Greatest day in your life is when you realize there's more to you than just your mom and daddy's DNA. You were called and elected by God to be an overcomer, to be a walking visual aid in the day we live in about the goodness of God. You're a walking Holy Ghost billboard. Digital. You got lights. Everybody doing okay? The voice of him, verse three, he keeps quoting, the voice of him that crieth in Lamarck, the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Make straight, prepare you the way of the Lord. Somebody say the way. The way. Now listen, say the way of Jesus. The way of Jesus. Now when I read about where Jesus went, the sick were getting healed, the lost were getting saved, 
The power of God was being manifested. Revelation knowledge was flowing. The Prince of Peace was walking there. Jehovah Jireh was there. Jehovah Rapha was there. The one who did miracle signs and wonders, that was all in his way. A little woman with an issue of blood got in the way one time. Bartimaeus got in the way one time where Jesus was coming. Ten lepers got in the way one time where Jesus was coming. There was a funeral tear going one time and it got in the way of Jesus. And when they did, glory to God, the power of the Holy Ghost began to operate. The Bible didn't say prepare you the way of American church. Prepare you the way of nice, sweet, psychological messages where Jesus is never mentioned. The Holy Spirit is never manifested. And God knows we don't want to quote the Bible too much because people will go crazy if they know too much of the Bible. You come to this church, you better keep me in the word of God. Give me a big hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, shout Jesus. Jesus. Shout Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Listen, it's important that we are people of the way of the Lord. We're not the way of Walter. We're not the way of Joel. We're not the way of Hagen. We're not the way of Graham. I love all of those people, especially that Walter guy. I love all of those people. I love them. No, no, no. You and I, the Bible says we are preparing the way of the Lord. You ought to clap your hands right there and give God the praise that you're going to get in that way that he is going. And then he says it like this. He says it like this. So prepare you the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway. Ooh, I like that idea of a highway. Uh, when Cindy and I moved here uh, 34 years ago this year, it's 35 years for her and me, we'll be here uh, pretty soon. Uh, in January, we'll have lived here for 35 years. I remember I-45 out here and those little bitty feeders on the side. How many of you uh, remember 35 years ago? Can anybody here remember 1985? I asked a guy that one time. I said, do you remember back in the 80s? He said, no, I was pretty high in those days, but now after 95, I'm doing all right, you know. (laughs) 1985, the roads out here were just real limited. This was dirt roads out here. And then I, I saw that thing from uh, uh, the Texas Department of Transportation, TxDOT. If I, if I read that correct, each side of that freeway, north and south, each side's going to have eight lanes on it, including the feeder. Eight lanes on each side, 16 lanes wide. But they, it, it doesn't happen overnight. And so they're bringing it down all the way from Houston, all the way to the causeway. It's supposed to be about 2025 or 2026. It's supposed to be built all the way. I call it seven years of harvest. All the way out to the causeway right there. And they're not building a little old cow trail. Delaney Road right here, 2004, 2004, used to be where they would drive the cattle from down in Lake Jackson and down in Angleton and Brazoria and those places. And, and Highway 35, you over there in Alvin, used to be an old cow uh, trail that they would drive. That's why those things are winding and all this kind of, because I think whoever laid that thing out technically just followed the cow trail <laughs> and just kind of laid those things out. But then they begin to develop it. They begin to uh, uh, prepare it. 
And here recently, uh, uh, officials have come to uh, the church and come to me and, and, and other people involved, and they say, uh, the church has a lot of land up on the freeway there. Would you mind uh, maybe just uh, us either buying or giving us a little bit of that? Because we're going to have to have a slowdown lane so people can exit and get in there. And now they tell me they're going to take Hallam Road out here. God knows uh, why anybody do that. I'm not dead. You only name roads after people that are dead. I'm not dead. Uh, but they put a street out here, uh, Hallam Street, contrary to popular belief, uh, out here. And now they've said, well, I, I think we're going to make it at least three to maybe put you a turn lane in the middle of it and bring it all the way up to the feeder right there so people will be able to drive and have a 360. They'll be able to circle all the way. They'll come down the feeder and turn down Hallam and go around, cross over into uh, Delaney Cove over there. They're preparing the way. You say, well, we don't need all that roads. Well, Today's not forever. They're preparing something. They know growth has started and growth is coming and they're projecting. They're projecting by the end of 2020 that Lamarck will have over 21,000 residents in it. This time next year. Oh, hallelujah. I claim every one of them for abundant life. That's their projection. So all of these highways and these roads are being... Uh, the prophet Isaiah said, listen to what God is saying. Prepare in your life for the highway of God. When Jesus starts coming down that highway through prayer, you're preparing when you pray. You're preparing when you worship. You're preparing when you're in the house of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're preparing when you're reading the word of God. You prepare when you tithe and offer. You're preparing when you put your hand to a ministry and you're doing something to raise your children. You're preparing when you're encouraging someone. You're preparing when you prophesy and you speak a word of exhortation and joy and comfort to someone. You're preparing when you write that song that God's been talking to you about. You're preparing when you enter into that ministry that God's talking to you. You're preparing a highway. You're not preparing a pig trail. Can I get a hallelujah here? Well, when you're training your children up and you have them in children's ministry and in the nursery and in the youth ministry and you have them here on Wednesday night and you have them here on Sunday and you're in the house of God and you're involved in things that are doing, you're not just spending time, you're preparing a highway of the Lord. Just think about the highway of the Lord. Just think about blind Bartimaeus set by the highway that Jesus was coming by on. Ooh, and he got a revelation. Son of David, have mercy on me. Can I just say, there's miracles in that mercy. There's healing in that mercy. There's restoration. There's recovery. There's a complete turnaround in that mercy of God. Oh, I don't know about you, pastor. I don't need all of that faith. I just want the mercy of God. You read about the mercy of God, it had miracles, signs, and wonders in it. All through the Bible. A leper cried out to Jesus one time and called him master. I, I like to say there's revelation in it. Come up here and help me, our musicians. Uh, there, 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 there's a revelation in that. He called him master. Master. Oh, hallelujah. Master. Have mercy on me. Miracle power begin to flow. There's whole churches that will debate you today. 
over whether miracles are still for today. No, no, no. The Bible says prepare a highway for the Lord. Don't prepare a highway for 2019 and and for the the dumbed down uh, version many times of Christianity. Prepare a highway for the gifts and manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Prepare a highway for revelation knowledge. Prepare a highway for salvation and the baptism of the Spirit of God. Prepare a highway for supernatural provision with divine purpose attached to it. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord, church. Every time you obey the Lord, you're preparing a highway. Every time husbands and wives put their hands together and pray in agreement, you're preparing a highway. Prepare a highway. And then up pops John the Baptist about 600 years later after Isaiah spoke. And he said, well, maybe no one else has said it till now, but I'm going to say it. He said, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare this highway for the Lord. You say, what's Abundant Life Christian Center about? We're believing God uh, for the next seven years to prepare a highway of harvest. Uh, that highway is going to go through every home in Texas and Mark Galveston County, the Gulf Coast region. It's going to go all through Harris County. It's going to go all through Texas. We're believing God to go to every house and we'll believe God to go 360 around the globe for seven years, bringing the highway of the Lord. Come on, somebody help me in this place. Come on, get a little vision. Get a little vision inside of you. Stretch yourself. Come on, put your hands together with me right now. Put your hands together like this and just go stretch. Come on, say it with me. Stretch. Come on, say it with me. Stretch your faith, church. We're not preparing a pig trail or just a little old cattle, uh, one lane cattle trail, so to speak, spiritually. No, it's the highway of the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, my home, though, Pastor, my home feels like a desert. Prepare a highway in the desert. Prepare a highway in the, oh, my job. There's no Christians on my job, preacher. There's no Christians on my job. Well, you're there. And you have a highway on the inside of you. You have an anointing on the inside of you. It's your appointed time. It's the appointed time. God has forgiven your iniquities. They're no longer held against you. You are anointed. Come on, shout, I'm anointed. Come on, shout it like you mean it, church. Shout it three times. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm going to reach over and touch someone and tell them, you're anointed. There's a highway of the Lord that's going right through you. You get around sick people, you lay your hands on sick people, and the highway of the Lord has arrived. You get around somebody and you prophesy, you use the word of God. The highway of the Lord has arrived. He said, prepare the way. Why do we come to church? Why do we worship God? It isn't because of you and me. It's because of him. We're making a way in a wilderness where there seemed to be no way. It comes right through you. The highway of the Lord. The highway of the Lord. Now everyone be real still for just a moment. No one walking around. You say, preacher, that's what I need in my life. I need Jesus. I need the Lord. I need what travels on His highway. There's too much hell on the highways I've been traveling in in my life. I want the highway of the Lord 
to come right through my house, right through my family, through my marriage. I want the highway of the Lord flowing through my family, through my children. I want the highway of the Lord in my business. This is Walter Hallam, and I want to thank you for listening today and just receiving that good word of God that you've gotten off of this podcast. You know, bringing a podcast to you, it's free to you, but it costs to take the gospel of Jesus to the world. You can be a partner. You can help support. Uh, Men and women I found are so generous when the word of God is coming into their life. They want to help take that gospel to someone else. You can text to give today to 832-981-1601. And you can give any support, any amount, and it will be a great blessing. And it will help take the gospel of Jesus uh, to someone else. We'll go the next day and the next day. So text to give today, 832-981-1601. And I want to thank you in advance because without you and with others who support, it would be so difficult for us to get the good news of Jesus Christ into this great generation. Do your part today. Thanks for helping. I love you. I can't wait to see you on the next podcast.